0: And in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another investment property income podcast. My name is Jeff Edie, and joining me today is one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, a scholar, a gentleman, a, a, a fashionista, and uh, a gentleman who really loves to to give back and have fun, and uh, has helped a lot of people really understand mortgage financing far better than they did before they heard him. Jonathan Tilger, Jonathan, how are you today, sir?
1: Well, I'm laughing after that intro, especially in the fashionista part. That's like since since COVID, since I've been wearing nothing but t-shirts, yes. Uh, I have never seen a man with a better collection of socks, sir. On the sock side, yes, I agree with you there. And that that is the one thing I have stayed consistent with, regardless of what's happening. <laughs> So,
0: aside from your uh, from your footwear, <laughs> Jonathan, uh, coming off the uh, the successful meetup we had the other night, and the next one coming up this week, <sighs> there's a couple of strategies around RRSPs that you touch on in the five secrets of wealthy homeowners at the end of the first time home buyer secrets for first time home buyers meetup that we just had. I know they're kind of on the front end and on the back end, if I'm not mistaken, actually there's probably about three ways you can use an RSP really intelligently with your mortgage. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. So let's go through all of those. Let's start at the beginning. Cause I know that's kind of the coolest one and uh, go on through to the end. But um I really like the idea that that, that you have here because when you hear things like Robert Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki talks about uh, you make your money on the buy. Well, that is from a real estate um, buyer's perspective and a real a realtor's perspective, usually. But people don't consider what's possible on the finance side to add into that, and I think this is really important. So why don't you you tell us how? how you can make additional money on the buy.
1: All right. Well, let, let's just start out with the standard RSP. Yep. Uh, which, which is, as a first-time home buyer, you can withdraw up to $35,000 per person and use it towards your down payment and closing costs when when purchasing a property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, I say, per person. So if you've got a couple, uh, if you've got, Husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, two friends, whatever it is, who are buying a property together, and they're both first, first-time home buyers, they can actually withdraw thirty-five each, so it's up to seventy thousand dollars. Let me ask you, what's your opinion on RSPs? RSPs are a good tool if used correctly. Uh, where I see one of the downfalls is that. People are taught to contribute, especially when they're young, and they may not be earning that much money. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the tax savings they get in doing that when they're young, yes, they get a tax return. But if you're getting, if you're only paying like 20, 25% marginal tax rate at the time, generating that tax return, well, it it is some money. If you're having to withdraw it Later, and generally speaking, most people, when they're withdrawing it, they're usually in higher income years when they're withdrawing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you're now paying 40, 50% tax while you're withdrawing it, the savings you got cost you money, cost you money. Now, the mm-hmm. good thing is money does grow in there tax free. So you're not paying yep. any tax while it's growing in there. So it is a good tool. And but you just want to use it wisely.
0: So we had uh, one of the ladies this week that was on uh, our podcast, one of the members of our meetup group, uh, sorry, she was on our meetup. Uh, One of the members of our meetup group B was asking about RSPs and she had a specific circumstance and uh, it's a company contributed RSP. What's your opinion on those?
1: Well, in that case, there, uh, as as put forward, where they were going to match the contributions. I mean, it will be up to a certain dollar amount. But they're going to match the contributions she makes. Yeah. So essentially, you put in a hundred bucks. They're going to put in a hundred bucks. <laughs> and, and that in and that situation is put in every dollar you can up, yeah. up, up to the maximum because essentially you're doubling whatever you put in is being doubled by your company.
0: Yeah, it's you know it's funny because I you you know full well i used to run a, a financial services company and we hated rsps and we preached about it and we taught people all about it and then someone would say but it's a company uh, co- contributed rsp i'm like everything i just said ignore yes <laughs> you no longer need to be in this seminar please show yourself to the door yes <laughs> free money you go enjoy your life <laughs> so <clears throat> let's talk about it so that's if you've been putting into your rsp two people you can draw 75,000, sorry, $70,000 total, 35 a piece. Yep. And how long do you have to pay that back?
1: So that will be paid back over 15 years, over 15 years. And what happens? Do you have to start paying that year? Uh, That year, that year and the following year, you don't. And and so and so by paying, it just means you're putting the money back into your RSP, And in putting it back in, you're not getting the tax credit and putting that so let, let, let's stick with 30000 It's an easier number to work with over 15 years. So they will require basically $2,000 a year. It w- will be your, your minimum contribution each year. Okay. Okay. Nice and simple.
0: I like how you broke that down. Thank yep. you. Even I can understand it. So now let's talk about RRSP strategy on the buy. Explain okay. that to us.
1: So, so it's really about if you've not necessarily contributed, you don't you don't have much money in your RSPs. You may have a few thousand dollars, but you've got room in there. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you've got the, the money saved up for your down payment. You've got your five six. You've got your five percent plus closing costs. Let's just say, and now you and you've got this room in the RSP. So, if you've got the room, pop the money into your RSP now. And, and, and why this makes a lot like of right sense. Now? Well, well, let, let timing me. Timing is key on this, is yeah, it not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, t- t- timing is very key. Let, let me just, before I go into the timing, let, let me just say why, especially as a first time home buyer, this can be a, a, a big win strategy is because inevitably when you're buying your first house, there's often little expenses that come up. Yes. So you want to you want to give yourself a bit of a cushion. So if you're able to use a strategy like this to essentially generate yourself a larger tax return to that, that you can use that as sort of a cushion fund for things down the road, should you need additional, or based on the timing, if you're doing this at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually, you can actually time it such that you'll have the additional, uh, the additional funds for your actual closing. Hmm. So you so so, closing costs. Yeah. So essentially, so let's go through this. So you you've not contributed much to your RSP. You've got room available. You've got the money for your down payment. Take that money, pop it into your RSP. In doing that, you're now going for how to long? it needs to be in there for 91 days. 91
0: days. Okay.
1: So, if, if, if you bought a house that's closing a month from now, this will not work, it's off the table. But if you're either just starting to look or you've got a house that's with a long closing on it, you can do this, pop it into your RSPs, leave it in there for 91 days, now take it out under the First Time Home Buyers Program. Taking it out on the First Time Home Buyers Program, there's no taxes in doing so, and now you're going to generate yourself a tax return for the money you've put into your RSP for the contribution. So. As I like to do all the
0: time, challenge you to do the math for us on the fly. Let's, uh, let's use $500,000 as our, our base price as we normally do. Okay. Can you do this with a 5% down purchase? You can do that with 5% down, yes. 5% down. So you're going to take $25,000 that you have currently saved up. Yeah. And we covered in our last podcast that you're going to use that 25 grand. Let's just, just do it now. Yep. <laughs> it's going to save you money. Um, but you're going to pop that into your... RRSP for yes. 91 days. Yes. And let's say we're doing it uh, end of December so that like start of March, we could be bringing it out. Uh, end of December would be the end of March. End of March. Okay. Yeah. That's why you do the math. Um, <laughs> so end of December, you're going to pop 25 grand in there. You're looking to buy, say by April, May. Yep. yep. And uh, what is your, your tax um, Return that you could generate with twenty five k.
1: I've got to give my standard answer here. It Depends. It and depends. It, it, <laughs> and, 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 and it will. It will definitely depend based on your tax bracket. Okay,
0: so let's say somebody's at thirty percent. Okay, which is a fairly standard tax yeah. rate. Yep. So twenty five k, they would get back thirty percent of that. Is that how that That's works? That's right. Yep. So thirty percent of that would be Se- seven thousand five hundred dollars. Seventy five hundred dollars on twenty five k.
1: Yep. And what do you think closing costs on a five hundred thousand dollars home would be? Uh, well, you're going to have the land transfer as a first time home buyer. You're going to get a credit back on that, so there actually won't be much you're paying a land transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have your legal costs, but you'll probably be looking uh, probably around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. So, as, as a, a first time home buyer,
0: by using this strategy on the buy. And if you've got more money to put down great by using this strategy on the buy, you're gonna be making
1: basically five grand yeah if, money. if if you use that for your closing costs and yeah you'll you'll have you'll have some additional funds that I mean as I said get buying a new house, inevitably you may want to get some new furniture, get window coverings, all those, all those little things that come up, it will mm-hmm. give you a little bit of extra funds uh, that, that you've got available.
0: You know what's interesting, Jonathan, as you do this, the more and more I talk to you, the more and more I understand that all of these things you've learned can really be layered on top of each other. All of these, uh, sorry, that you've learned, that you teach can really, because if you put this in with some sort of first-time home buyer incentive program, you're going to be saving money on insurance as well. Yep. Like, it's kind of crazy because most people, you know, if they walk into a bank, I'm sure they just walk in and go, hey, let me get, uh, let me get a mortgage. But nobody says, hey, why don't you pop some money in your RSP and take it out in 91 days? <laughs> That'll make you 7,500 bucks. Yep. Oh, and by the way, there's first time homebuyer incentive programs that you might not have to pay back if you're in the right area. That's kind of crazy. Yep. It is. All right. So, is that all we can do with RSPs?
1: Those are, (laughs) those are for first time home buyers. Those are the two main strategies for first time home buyers. Yep. There are, there are means where you can use your RSP. It really becomes different ways you can, I'll say, invest your RSP. And one of the ways you can invest your RSP is in yourself, meaning that you can actually mortgage yourself out of your RSP. Really? Yep.
0: How does one do that?
1: you'd have to set up a self-directed rsp mm-hmm. uh where there is called a third party administrating the mortgage yeah uh, but uh but it could be that set would up that be a that trust way. company exactly yes yeah uh and it could be set up that way and essentially you issue yourself a mortgage out of your rsp where you're paying you're essentially paying the rsp now i'd say right now with interest rates where they are that does not necessarily make the most sense
0: no now let me let me take this a little step further. What if you mortgage somebody else through your RSP?
1: If you did it and issued private mortgages, so you were able to get into the private mortgage market, making eight, nine, ten percent on the money, mm-hmm. then it's it's a great investment or great way to invest. So there's a couple of ways that
0: people can do that, right? They can go through, uh, uh, say, a mortgage investment corporation, but they can also do it through a lawyer or a broker, can they not?
1: They can yes they, they they can issue they can issue the the loans direct yeah, do you do that? I generally speaking, no yeah no, I have worked with uh, brokers
0: in the past that that have done that I mean it's becomes a lot of administration, yeah. But uh it's very interesting. If uh people want to learn how to use your RSPs to get a heck of a lot better return than you're gonna get most mutual funds. Um you can certainly contact a broker or a lawyer that does mortgage investments and and learn how to self-direct and definitely beat the market, especially with today's rates. Exactly the case. So Jonathan, RSPs, is that everything you got? Is that your best? Is that, a...
1: <laughs> that that's pretty much all all this all the uh <laughs> The, the the things I'll talk about that I'm licensed to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair starts red, treading them g- gray areas gets a little rough, eh? Yep. <laughs> Keep her out of the rhubarb, Jonathan. Again, that's why you're driving, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic, Jonathan. Thank you so much for your time. I always appreciate these conversations, and just interesting how much I learn always interesting makes me realize how many mistakes I've made in my life uh, <laughs> thankfully meeting you was you, you, not you, one of them you, you you and me both how do you think I learned this stuff <laughs> <laughs> Well, was it uh, Edison uh, said he didn't uh, fail was it 900 times something like that he figured out 900 ways that the bulb didn't uh what? 999,000 times that that's I think it was t- 10,000 times yeah 10,000 like yeah I believe it was 10,000 yeah he made the light bulb and he's like I didn't uh, I figured out 990,000 ways to not make a light bulb work yep yep exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so thank you so much Jonathan for your time appreciate you and thank you for listening if you want to join our meetup group you can certainly find investment property income on meetup as well uh you can find our podcast on any of the major Spotify's and Amazon and Google and all of those things out there. And if you want to get a hold of Jonathan, we're using a new email address this week. It is Jonathan at a mortgage plan.com. That's Jonathan at a mortgage plan.com. That just rolls off the tongue so much better. Uh, and of course, you can download the book that Jonathan and I wrote last year called Investment Property Income at investmentpropertyincomebook.com. You'll get subscribed to all of our stuff, our podcasts, our meetups, our Facebook group, all of that. We love having interactions with our community. And if you have any questions or want to be on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And we will see you soon.